Welcome to Shofar Cape Town South Sermon Podcast. We trust that today's message will edify and strengthen your faith. How are you doing? <laughs> I'll just tell them, relax. Relax. Tell them, relax. Relax. God is here. Awesome. Sure. Starting very well. Starting very well. There is always a starting point to everything in this life. That's the reason why each and every one of us has a birthday. Because there is a starting, there was a day when you were conceived, and there was a day when you were born. Everything in this life seems to always be connected to time. In fact, when you read the Bible from the beginning, when God created, one of the things that God created was the lights. And one of the purposes of these lights, the star, the moon, the sun, the purposes were to serve as signs for times and seasons. Time began in this reality that God created the universe. But God existed before time began. Because God is everlasting. So time is this little bracket where you and I have been introduced in. And it's going to come to an end. Because the greater reality is the reality of eternity. God is everlasting. It doesn't depend on time. The Bible calls him the master of time and circumstances. So everything in this life started at a specific time. The whole creation started involving itself as time began, as God created the sun, the moon. My topic this afternoon is starting well. Why am I saying that? Why is it important to talk about starting well? Primarily because every one of us has a little dream. Every one of us has an ambition. Every one of us has a goal. Sometimes your goal might be stupid, they might be right, they might be perfect, but it is ultimately a goal. Whether we believe in time or we don't, we are subjected to time. That's the reason why some of you, 19 years ago, you were a baby in an hospital, but now you're not a baby anymore because time has proven to you that you are subjected to the reality of the dynamics around time. Everything started somewhere. somewhere. You are maybe at the university, maybe you're already working, but even though you are in this phase of life, you still have plans. And some of you, some of your goals are relationship goals. You see yourself one day to be a married woman or a married man, to see one, to see one day as a mother, to see yourself as a CEO. Yesterday, I went to attend a masterclass, a social network, social media network um, um, masterclass by this guy called Tebujo Ditsejo. He's, he's, um, he's actually the founder of Open Book Essay. He's a very strong, um, he's one of the top uh, young black entrepreneurs in South Africa. And he was giving a talk. Um, and I was just so inspired to see a lot of the young entrepreneurs, especially like young African entrepreneurs in Cape Town that were there, you realize people always have dreams. Everyone 
thinks of something. But the, the ultimate thing about having a dream isn't just having a dream. The crucial thing about having a dream is how are you going to kick off? Where do you start from? If you do not have a, an idea about how am I going to start this thing, you are probably, like we say in French, you are, you are probably sleeping while standing. Or you're probably sleeping while awake. Or you're perhaps fighting the wind. So, how will we start? Perhaps guarantees the probability of reaching the very end. The reality is, life is unpredictable. While in the midst of your plans, there are people who had plans. Yesterday I was chatting to a friend and she was telling me about one of her friends who got married and at some point she had an accident. She was a very active person in the church and everything. And she's paralyzed. And she's married. Praise the Lord, her husband takes care of, takes care of her. But she cannot function physically anymore because of the trauma and the nature of the accident she had. And I'm pretty sure when she was a younger girl, she had ambitions to do certain things. And suddenly, an event happened that has ended a dream. We don't all know what are the plans. There is nothing that proves that we will all die while sleeping on our bed. That's how complex life is. So, you, you may have your wildest dream. Your wildest dream doesn't make you the master of the time and circumstances. So, the most dangerous thing to do when you think of your dreams is positioning yourself as the one in charge. As the master. It doesn't matter. That's what the Bible says. We should not boast about tomorrow. Because we don't even know. I love the way it says in French. You don't know what tomorrow will give birth to you. But now, while thinking of the future, while thinking of our goals, how should we start? How should one start? I love what John does in his gospel. John chapter 1. He presents, he speaks about the beginning. He says, John chapter 1, he says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not, was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. I'm going to end there. John, it's almost like he's giving an account of the beginning, which we found in Genesis. In fact, Genesis also means the beginning. And he says in his narrative, while he's speaking, he's saying that in the beginning there was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. When, when John thinks of the beginning of everything, when God started creating this whole universe, when everything in this life that exists, I'm talking about the natural things, the sensual things, the spiritual things, the material things, everything that exists. They ex before they existed, God was. 
And he says that none of these things, none of these things was existed without him. So it doesn't matter how many things are perhaps part of our plans and our ambitions, but everything that exists in this world came into existence through God's speaking, through God's word. But when John is speaking about the word here, he is not just referring to a literal speech or a literal word. I mean, the theologian people always speak about the word logos. I don't know the Greek, so I can't explain too much about it. But all I'm just saying, it's not just a literal speech or a literal word. He's speaking of a person, of God being the, the source of this life, the beginning of life, the starting point of life. And every other thing was defined, was positioned, was given a purpose by God himself. So John, when he thinks of the Genesis, the first thing he sees, he sees God. And he sees God as the one source, as the creator. The reality is, every one of us has a story. You've got a story. Where do you come from? Where do you come from? Free state. And you? Huh? Pumalanga. Talent, where do you come from? KZN. Where do you come from? Wellington. By the way, welcome. <laughs> the, first, the first time I saw them was probably in 2013. Eh? The 20, coast to coast. The first coast to coast. You were there, eh? Yeah, I was, I, was a, I was much younger than I am now. So when I saw him. But he was much younger. <laughs> now he's very tall. <laughs> so, everyone has an origin. But now, as you, as you tell your story, as you think of your story, perhaps when I ask you the equation of, who are you? Where are you going? Your entire life. What do you believe is your root? What really is the ultimate foundation of your beginning? Start, my, the topic of, of this afternoon is starting very well. Starting very well speaks of laying the right foundation. John was basically saying the foundation, the one who laid the foundation of creation was God himself. Remember in Job 38, when God is questioning Job, he said, where were you? When I was laying the foundation on which I laid the earth. Starting well speaks of laying the right foundation. Because if you don't lay the right foundation, you will destroy that which you are building. The scripture says that it is through God's power that he created all things. It is through his wisdom that he established all things. You will notice in the Bible that Every time, many times, when the word wisdom is quoted in the Bible, it's many times connected to building. The first time that the word wisdom is used, you find it in Exodus, when they were busy building the tabernacle. God poured a spirit of wisdom upon Bezalel while he was building. You'll see even in Proverbs, it says that the wise woman is the one that builds a house. Jesus speaks of the wise builder who lays a foundation. Paul says, as a, as a wise builder, I've laid the foundation. 
Because wisdom is always about building. God, through his wisdom, established and built this life. Starting well speaks of starting with God as the ultimate wisdom, as the ultimate source to establish your reality, to establish your life. God being the root, God being the foundation that defines the rest, that becomes, that remains the ultimate source of growth and multiplication. When you think of perhaps in your context as a student, maybe you are a first year, maybe you, you second year, you third year, it doesn't matter what kind of context you have. Here's my suggestion to you. If you want to start well, in the beginning of anything that you want to do, let God be God. Let God be God. In the beginning of anything you wanna, you're planning, God. In the beginning of anything we want to do, let God be God. Prior to anything, Jesus said, seek first the kingdom. Because he knows we seek many things. We all seek something. We seek legitimate thing, amazing thing, but above everything that we seek, Christ says, seek first the kingdom. Seek first God's influence. Is God one of the things that you're seeking? Is God the first thing that you are busy seeking? Wisdom speaks of God's way of doing things. God's way of reaching goals. God's way of achieving any other thing. There's a difference between understanding and wisdom. Understanding speaks of your knowledge. But wisdom speaks of the how to apply the knowledge. The means through which we reach a goal. And if God becomes the ultimate wisdom of perhaps any of the contexts, any of the things that you are envisioning, let God be the ultimate way you are going to reach wherever you need to reach. But ultimately, God's ultimate goal is that every one of us may know him. Jesus said that the everlasting fall, everlasting life is knowing the Father and the one he sent. It doesn't help to just trying to use God to get into your goal and to miss completely God. What would it benefit a man to gain the whole world but to lose his soul? So my suggestion to you this afternoon, in the beginning of anything in your world, God. Let God be God. And what is God? You may say, Matthew, you're saying God, God. What is God? Because if I go to, to campus, some people will say Allah. Other people will say Krishna. Other people will say Mother God. Other people will say this. So who is God? John proposes to us that Jesus was the physical manifestation, the physical, the visible expression of the true living God. If you want to know God, you're going to have to start with Christ. You're going to have to start with Jesus. He is the only way for you to know the Father. The Bible calls him the way, the truth, and life. Again, you might say, Matthew, who is Jesus? Well, 
That's the reason why we have discipleship. I cannot answer all of these questions in these few minutes. Jesus, in a summary, is basically God himself who took a human form to come to save you and redeem you. You may say, Matthew, what did I do? I wasn't even there when Jesus came. <laughs> why, did he, why did he have to die for me to get saved? I, wasn't, I didn't even need to be saved. Well, the conversation of salvation is such a complex conversation. It's so wide. That is why we need relationship for us to get into the process of understanding salvation. You see, I cannot answer all of these questions. What I'm trying to do is, I'm trying to say to you that we need one another. Let's sit together. Let's walk on a journey together in the process of understanding Jesus. If I try to give you a microwave answer about who Jesus is, you might probably have my opinion but not necessarily what the word says. But what I would like to do, I would like to invite you on a journey of discipleship where you can still have the liberty to question what you do not agree with. Or you can even speak of how weird the whole Christianity is to you so that together we may share. Because I'm not assuming that we all agree on what I'm saying. I'm not assuming that. And I respect your view. But what I'm, what I'm trying to say is let's build the relationship. So that we could all together understand why Jesus? Why God? Why do I say that in the beginning you have to start with God? John, in, in, in his other letters, he says, Let the things that you have heard since the beginning remain in you. The foundations. If you do not lay the right foundations, in other words, if you do not make the right spiritual and logical and perhaps your mind right decisions, everything that you, you, you're wanting to do, you might probably not go there because you've, ra- you've laid the wrong foundation. It doesn't matter how much desire you have. Christ is the ultimate. Bible calls him the cornerstone is the true foundation. And the word of God is the ultimate foundation. The whole world exists because God spoke. See, life also has to do with who truly speaks into your reality, into the reality of your life. What is the, the loudest voice into your reality? Is it your culture? Is it your story? Is it social media? Is it YouTube? Is it the icon that you're exposed to? Or perhaps is it the one who created you? Because your actions will always display your strongest belief. Your actions will always portray your strongest convictions. But the Bible says the just shall live by faith because they believe in God. You see, it isn't just enough to say, I love God. Yes, many people say, I believe in God. Yes, I believe God. I love God. And then when you start questioning, they have an issue of Christ. But they say they love God. When you start questioning on a deeper level, you realize there are spaces in their lives where they do, they're not, Christ is not fully welcome to have conversation on certain matters. So, 
Following God is not a political thing. It's not like joining a political party. No. Following God is building an intentional, true relationship. And that relationship takes place when the Holy Spirit comes and does the unveiling and pours out the wisdom of God that causes you to give up on certain things for the sake of Christ. I was reading the story of Paul. At one time, he, he, he had to go to Jerusalem because there was accusations against him, saying, well, he was trying to influence the Jews and despising the culture. They, he had to go and appear so that they could judge him. And some of the believers in Ephesus, they told him, no, you should please stay here. If you go there, you will be killed. And even when he got to Jerusalem, there was a, there was a prophet called Agabus in the book of Acts who took a, like a belt and put it on his hands. And he said, he prophesied, he said, this is a sign that you will be arrested, you will be in chain. But Paul said, I will still go. He, I will still go, I will still appear. And he was even beaten. He said he was even willing to die for the sake of Christ. And yet, few chapters before, this was a man that killed so many, so many, so many of the believers. But why would a man be willing to even die physically and even get beaten to such an extent. Why? Because there was a reality. There was a much greater reality. There was a greater purpose. There was a much greater life that he was able to tap into. Therefore, his perception of any other thing was so low. He saw every other thing as useless. He saw even his own life, just his pleasure and feelings, he despised even every other thing for the sake of Christ. Because Christ became his everything. You know, your true love is the very thing that you are willing to die for. Your true convictions has to do with the things that you are really willing to sacrifice for. To give of yourself completely. Do you know the reason why many times we have to tell people, come to church, come to church, come to church? Do you know why sometimes you feel you need to be motivated to come? Many times because there is no urgency. And your urgency reveals that you probably have some other priorities. The question is, is God your ultimate priority? Starting well has a lot to do with starting with God himself. Engaging with his wisdom. Laying the right foundation. Maybe you're in Cape Town for the very first time. Everything that you're doing now will probably determine whether you'll stay on or perhaps you'll be out. Because many came to university to study and then suddenly they got academically excluded because they were lazy. Some of the people, it was because of psychological matters. Some of the people, it was because of financial matters. There's a whole lot of things that gets people. Oh, it all depends on how do you begin. Part of the things that affect how you begin is your influence. Your influence has to do with the people you know, the people you surround yourself with, the places you spend most of your time will affect the rest of your timing. Who are you going to spend the most time with? Don't spend too much time with me. Spend more time with Jesus. It's amazing to spend time with me. It's amazing to spend time with some people. But, but 
ultimately, you need to spend time more with God. He is the perfect influencer. Every one of us is influenced by something. You may deny. You may say, I'm already new in Christ. You know, many times, we don't always assume our influence. It's the people that are on the outside that are able sometimes to see how much influenced we are by our context. Sometimes it's a cultural context. It could be a church context. It could be anything. So, ultimately, what am I trying to say? We want to be influenced by God. One of the foundations is your influence, your entourage, the people you're going to spend time with. If you are surrounding yourself with people who are talking about sex all the time, and pornography, maybe you stayed in a place where you did not have Wi-Fi, suddenly you have Wi-Fi. And now on WhatsApp, people are always forwarding things. And now if you have friends who constantly forward to you, people of people that are naked, pornographic, and videos of sex and all of that, on the first day, you may say, no, I don't want it. Second day, I don't want it. Third day, it might become part of your norm. And you know, one of the signs that you are getting lost is that you start suddenly becoming comfortable of the things that you would completely say no quickly. Suddenly, they become normal. Because there is a virus that have come in. You did not come to Cape Town to become a pornographic person. You did not come to Cape Town to sleep around. When you will go into a lecture, yes, after lecture and lunch time, you will see some that will be kissing. Some will be doing anything. What will you do? While on Friday, they'll be like, oh, let's go to Claymont. <laughs> now you've never gone to Claymont. <laughs> Now suddenly, you arrive in Cape Town, you see the lights. Boom, 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 boom. Now suddenly, you have your allowances. You realize you can also go. You can also Uber. And then, someone comes and says, you can just kiss me. You don't have to be my boyfriend. You don't have to be my girlfriend. You can just kiss me. And then, suddenly, you kiss Okay? And then you start in kissing and then you become a professional kisser. <laughs> All right? And then, when I cannot tell you, we have a we have small group. Then your girlfriend tells you, oh, well, I want to see you for coffee at 7, or, at 7 p.m. Now, Wilbert already told you we've got small group. You tell Wilbert, Wilbert, something you just come up. <laughs> And then when he says, what is that thing? No, it's a personal thing. <laughs> but, and it's the other way around as well. You know, you came here, you were very pure, you never knew any person sexually, and suddenly you get this guy who starts harassing yourself. My friend, be careful. Report the person. Report! Because there are people without manners. Right? There are people without manners. There are people who think they can just do anything. No, they cannot do anything. So, watch out. Because people are thinking they can just do anything. Right? Maybe you didn't have internet all the time. Internet all the time. Okay? Now you're going to have Instagram. 
You're going to have everything. Don't become an actor now on Instagram. Now suddenly we have to see you in your room and your shower, how you wake up in the morning. <laughs> without a top. Without a top. Now you're like, everybody, and you, you sign up for the gym. Suddenly you want to become something. The reality is, in the beginning of that thing, what it is? Influence. Is it God? Do you want to be fit? Or perhaps, do you want to be a nice, I don't know, a nice something? The question is, who are you? That's why I, 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 I always appreciate ladies that are very wise. When a guy comes in, you ask him, who are you? If he's so confused, just leave him alone. Just leave him. He doesn't know who you are. He's not going to take you anywhere. Right? How can you be spirit-filled? You pray in tongues. You come to church. You are in a small group. And suddenly, there is a guy who doesn't know who he is. And suddenly, he tells you, I don't want you to come to, ch- to go to church. How will you submit to such a person? How will you even follow that person? My friend, I don't want to go too much into that. But all I'm just saying is, these things happen. Okay? In the beginning of your year, what are you going to do? If you're surrounded with people who are talking masturbation, 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 guess what? You're going to masturbate. Leave. The Bible doesn't say pray. It says leave bad companies. In fact, it says flee. Right? Flee the bad companies. Don't be like, well, I'm going to change them. I want to be an evangelist. So this friend of mine is very pornographic, but I want to be, okay, well, I tell you, it doesn't always work. You can share the gospel. You don't have to become buddies. You don't have to become buddies. Okay? So, my friend, I want to tell you, life began with the word of God. Let the word of God become the ultimate foundation. Your genesis, your beginning, your root, your everything. Don't follow a TED talk on YouTube. Don't let that TED talk become, be, define you. Maybe you came here as a boy. And suddenly you come to your city that someone tells you, you are not a boy. You're not a boy. You are a girl. No, you are a boy. Amen. Amen. We must not be afraid of talking about these things. Everyone knew you as a boy. Why would you change your gender because you came to UCT? These are some of the influences we're facing. Why am I talking about it? Because I have seen many times these things. One day I was speaking to a guy. He said to me, Nephew, actually, I'm wondering. I don't know who I am. I don't know if I'm a guy. I don't know if I'm a girl. I don't know, actually. I rebuked that spirit. I'm so glad he knows who he is now. Okay? He knows that he's a man. I love everybody. Even people who are, not, who are confused, I love everybody. All I'm trying to say, don't be a victim of agendas. 
in the beginning of your year, is the word Jesus. Amen? Amen? Why are you guys, are you afraid? Oh, my friend, don't be afraid. Relax. Tell the person next to you, relax. Okay. So, Reuben. Reuben, in the beginning was God. You know, you know how I met Reuben? I was on a lift. I went to meet KG at Leo Markward. When I got on the lift, I felt a voice in my spirit that says, invite him to church. And then I spoke to him and invited him. We exchanged number on the lift. And then we met two days ago. So I led him to the Lord. And he told me, him and his friend, they were talking about coming to go to a church a few minutes before that. Why am I sharing this? Because God is real. While in his way of seeking God, he met another person that was busy seeking God. Suddenly, the Lord's dream has just happened. We are all together. We are seeking God. What are you seeking? Remember, you didn't come here to play. You came to study. When it comes time to study, study, my friend. Okay? On Wednesday, small group, go to your small group. Don't say, no, I'm not going to study. I need to go to church. I feel like I need to pray a lot. <laughs> I'm on fire now. I'm going to pray in tongues for the whole night. I'm not going to study. That is stupidity. Okay? The Holy Spirit loves your studies. One day, there was a student who told me, Matthew, I'm struggling. I don't like my studies. I told him, make your studies like the sheep that God has given you. Do not let any of the sheep to be lost. If you cannot take care of one assignment, how can you take care of a small group? How can you even lead someone? Hmm? If you can't handle one assignment, how can you handle a child that will cry for an hour? <laughs> or even two hours? What am I trying to say in the beginning? Let God be God. 